0: Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Growing up as a woman, I was told that you can't care about your looks, wear whatever you want and be successful. But honey, let me give it to you real. You can have it all. I believe women can embody strength, sexuality and power all at the same time. And in fact, I know the harder you feel, the more successful you will be. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Sexy Fit Babes, welcome back to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm very pumped for today's episode because we're doing something a little different because we are actually diving into five things that I wish I personally knew on my weight loss journey that would have totally helped me out, prevented myself from making horrible dieting mistakes that... I unfortunately, do see women make now, but most importantly, you are here because you do not want to make these mistakes. You want to lose weight the absolute right way, the hot and healthy way over here. So, I'm going to recap the five most important things that damn girlfriends, I wish I knew when I began my weight loss journey. So, let's dive in. Okay, as we're starting this list, I have to be honest that it It's crazy kind of thinking about the top five things because there is so much I didn't know when I began weight loss. And for those of you that didn't listen to the two part episode series on how I gained 20 pounds and how I lost 20 pounds that I released a few months ago. To bring you guys up to date, I started my weight loss journey well before I became a dietitian and well before I even wanted to study nutrition. I had gained weight in college, 20 pounds. I wanted to make a change. And that's what led me towards an unfortunate path of following diets and food rules and ways of eating that were totally not what I needed to be doing. They were the opposite of everything that I preach. And it was on my journey to becoming a dietitian to not only help others, but to share my love of a healthy lifestyle that I realized so much of my healthy lifestyle was actually disordered freaking eating. It was so unhealthy. It was not necessarily what was actually best for fat loss based on the science, which is everything I teach you guys here now. But I have to add in that it actually felt so hard to choose just five things I wish I knew so no, ladies, that these five things, these are like the biggest five things. There's definitely other things I wish I knew. Maybe I could do a part two. Let me know if you guys want me to. But these are the biggest five things that I wish I knew when I began my journey. Okay, topping the list at number one is something I say all the time. And it's part of the reason why I say it so much. But eating healthy is not eating healthy for weight loss. When I first began my journey, just like you babes, I can't confirm or deny my knowledge on calories because looking back now, it feels like a little bit of a blur. Like when I started learning about these concepts, obviously I knew more food was more energy and could lead to weight gain. But before becoming a dietitian, I didn't understand the intricacies. I just knew, obviously you eat too much. You're going to gain weight. You're going to eat too little. You're going to lose weight. But the unfortunate thing that I started to believe And I think it was because of, honestly, the culture and the media and the information I absorbed around weight loss on the internet and also just like my lack of knowledge on this area. But I had just assumed eating healthy meant weight loss. And in my case, eating healthy meant weight loss because I was eating less and I was being restrictive. But because I didn't have a good grasp on nutrition and calories and what was in my food, it really confused me and it wasn't something I understood why I was specifically getting the results. I just assumed, okay, eat these clean foods, eat foods that are considered healthy by whatever standards, and also try not to eat a lot of them. And then that equals weight loss. And I will say I lost a shit ton of weight very quickly that summer before my sophomore year of college which is, I know a huge part of my story, but I was essentially starving myself, not eating enough protein and, you know, going through very high carb to very low carb situations because I was just straight up restricting myself. And and looking back, I love that my habits were trying to incorporate more color, more fiber, more fruits and veggies, and, you know, incorporating whole grains and, you know, specifically healthy grains that pack a lot of fiber and all these amazing things. But there were there were many times where I would have meals and I would leave hungry, but be scared to eat more because I didn't want to gain weight because I was just trying to eat as little as possible. And it made sense why I was hungry. And then, and then it would cause, you know, overeating later on, which eventually is why I gained some of the weight back. And part of it, too, is because I wasn't eating protein. So, you know, as much as weight loss can happen when you're restrictive, it is so important to know that eating healthy foods does not guarantee weight loss. Weight loss comes down to being in a deficit but also at the same time a deficit is not created equal you can eat healthy and lose weight but if you're in this massive deficit and you're also not eating the right types of foods it can really cause a lot of muscle mass loss you can lose weight really quickly but is that really the goal here no you want to make sure you are the healthiest and eating strategic to fuel your body to give it what it needs and that's why eating healthy isn't always healthy <laughs> eating healthy foods is awesome but for the ultimate health and the ultimate goal of weight loss, you need to eat in a very specific way that supports your body and all of its needs. Okay, topping the list at number two, this is something I definitely did not focus on. And Oh, goodness, ladies, I know a lot of my clients struggle with too. And that is you can lose body fat without losing weight. You know, I, on my weight loss journey, when I first started, first weight loss journey, me trying to lose that weight gain that I had from college. My freshman year, I was absorbed by the scale. I would weigh myself multiple times a day. I would be so incessantly focused on the number. And I actually created this mindset around every time I weigh in, I want it less. I want to outdo myself. And if anything, I never want to be higher. And sometimes it was higher and you know, made me feel like I had to restrict and eat less and be more, you know, focused and obsessed with food and constantly thinking about food. And it was honestly an extremely unhealthy mindset. And that's why for you ladies inside of TSN, you know, this, we are very particular with how we track weight. And let me tell you, it is some so much from my experience working with clients, but also my own darn experience of having these totally unrealistic views of the scale. So what I wish I knew was that the scale going down obviously is the goal. But it's not going to go down every time. And in fact, you can lose body fat without the scale drastically changing. And I wish I knew this, especially because as I got closer and closer to where I wanted to be, I soon realized even at my lowest, lowest weight I've ever been at, I still wasn't happy with the way I looked. And that was because when I was comparing myself to other people, like I know so many of my clients do too, you know, you might want to be this definition of fit and healthy and look a certain way. You know I had an episode pretty recently around looking like you work out and looking like you're fit. So definitely give that a listen if you guys relate, but you know, ultimately your weight doesn't tell you how you look in, in some ways it can, when you lose 50 pounds and you're 50 pounds less, you know, it can give a better description of what you look like, but Ultimately, if you're losing fat, you're losing inches, your progress photos are showing that your body is getting more trimmed and toned and tight and you're you're seeing more of a physique that is progress. And just because the weight can tell you your weight, it doesn't tell you what's going on with your fat mass and your muscle mass. So I, I really wish I knew that because I was so focused on the scale going down that I wasted precious years and moments of my life just trying to get that number down when in reality. The number was going to go down no matter what, but I actually wanted to transform how I looked and that comes through, of course, all the diet stuff and you know doing this the right way, but also with how I approached the gym, I was not going to ever get to where I wanted to be no matter how much restriction and intense willpower I had because my, what I was doing was not aligned with the goal of actually transforming how I look and that's why it took me so long to get on board personally with strength training because I was scared shitless of giving up cardio and doing resistance based strength training workouts because it wasn't going to give me as much calorie burn and that instant gratification of I burn so much oh my god it's going to help me offset what I eat so I can try to be in as big of a deficit as possible. Like that wasn't how I was ever going to feel my hottest and healthiest and most confident and be my fittest. So, you know, for you women out there, what I wish I knew was that you can lose body fat even without the scale changing a lot. And ultimately that is the goal. Like you want to look a certain way. It isn't all just about the number on the scale. Okay. Number three that I wish I knew when I first began my weight loss journey and really when I was on my weight loss journey And that is all progress is progress. Something I used to really struggle with that I definitely see a lot of women struggle with. And I know you babes listening to this podcast, I'm sure probably at least 80 to 90% of you guys struggle with this too, is the progress comparison of what, where you should be at and honestly just like being really hard on yourself. And I think so often when you're not seeing as much physical progress, and like sometimes being where you want to be, it makes you not even be aware of the progress that you're making. And that can be on the scale that can be physically on your body. I know for me, especially, you know, I can really gauge my progress, not just on my physique, but also how I'm doing in the gym and my fitness. And especially as I've gotten older, but I I really wish I knew back then that all progress is momentum forward. And I think I only used to, you know, in alignment with the weight stuff, I used to only consider progress. Okay. I'm seeing a massive drop on the scale, but I think because I had such a narrow view of progress and success, it honestly really distorted what was possible for me on my journey, but also what this whole journey was about. And I really wish I knew other forms of progress and the definition of it. Because ultimately, the narrow goal of weight is a really narrow, closed minded way to view your journey, you're much more than your weight. And of course, we do expect your weight to go down. But progress is also fitting in fun without guilt. Progress is going on vacation and not coming back after binge eating and saying fuck it to your diet, but like feeling good, regardless of what the scale shows you. Progress is going out to eat and having a balanced meal and incorporating fun and, you know, hitting what you need to hit. Progress can be saying no to the dessert and the bread because you're really trying to focus on what your body needs and you don't need it. Progress is improving how fast you can run a mile, two miles, three miles, how much weight you're lifting, your stamina, your endurance, many other ways, trying a new workout class. Progress is feeling good, regardless of what the scale shows you. Progress is trying in an outfit and not having to change a million times. I only viewed progress as the scale and it took years off my life and the fun that I could be having and the enjoyment of this journey. And I really wish I knew progress comes in so many different shapes and sizes, but regardless of the amount of progress that you're making any progress with a step in the right direction. And I really wish I knew that. Okay. Number four, and this is a big one. I'm literally thinking back to when I was at Florida state, I lived in this place called grand Mark. I don't even know if it's there, especially if you guys still go to Florida state. I know a lot of my listeners are, are older than that, but you know, I, I was living my sophomore year. I remember post my big weight loss, but you know, in the height of my obsessive eating and I still remember the the scale I got. I got a scale when I went back to school. I was like super excited about it and honestly for a full transparency. I didn't grow up with a lot of like weigh-ins that wasn't something. Super big for me in my history. I mean, weight sometimes came up. Um, I was an athlete growing up. And so, you know, there were times where, you know, various individuals said, you know, oh, like if you lost a little bit, I wonder if you would be faster. And by no means was I overweight growing up in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, sometimes I did feel like I may have had like a higher body fat percentage. And I never use those words per se, but looking back, I did feel sometimes bigger than the other girls. Um, I think my age and my shape for myself, but honestly, you know, I never grew up with scales. It wasn't something like growing up, people were talking about my weight in any way. Um, If anything, that wasn't really the issue. But I think that's why when I did get a scale in college, I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, You know, the weight and the scale wasn't something big for me before, but it's something that I got into because of my weight loss journey. And honestly, because I didn't have boundaries with it, it became a really toxic thing. And so, for the fourth thing I wish I knew when I started my weight loss journey was that you shouldn't be weighing yourself multiple times per day. But I really, you know, wish I knew what actually went into the number on the scale. So I didn't weigh myself multiple times per day and drive myself nuts over it. And why I'm thinking back to me, my sophomore year of college is I would literally before I eat, weigh myself sometimes after I eat, try to see the change, you know, come home from a night out, see the number on the scale. And it wasn't like I had set times I weighed myself, and I think it honestly started more as a curiosity. But I, once again, similar to point number two, I, one, didn't know that you could lose body fat without losing weight, but I also didn't know what went into the numbers on the scale. So I assumed those numbers going up on the scale meant weight gain and weight meaning fat gain when I didn't realize the concept of what goes into those numbers on the scale and how changes within your day can't describe actual fat gain. That's not something that you just gain fat overnight. You don't gain fat overnight to get to the place that you guys might be at. And just like, you don't lose it in a day. It doesn't happen that quickly. It's a process over time based upon what you're providing your body and, you know, everything that's going on with your, your plan and, and your lifestyle. So I really wish I knew what went into the numbers on the scale. I wish I knew not to weigh myself multiple times per day and instead. Very similar to what we do inside of TSN, understand the trends and what goes into the scale, and really how to track that progress over time. So I wasn't as obsessive and Crazy about my weight, and actually understanding that you know you can't gain three or four pounds of fat in a day, and those numbers are are the fluctuations and changes. So I could better track my progress, feel more chill about the journey, um, and also realize that those numbers didn't define my journey and didn't define how on track or off track I was in that moment. I think weighing can be a powerful tool to help you remember what you're doing, how your progress is, but when you become like obsessed with it and you're weighing yourself multiple times a day. It's just not a productive thing. And I don't think anyone should have to weigh themselves more than one time a day. And the fifth thing I wish I knew when I started my weight loss journey was that hunger is not something that should be avoided. Thinking back to that visual I have in my head of that sophomore version of myself in college, when I was, you know, lost a lot of weight, I was trying to lose even more weight. And it was just a really unhealthy time for myself. I dabble a little bit in calorie tracking. I did not know anything to the extent of what I teach you guys and teach all of the women I work with inside my programs. But, you know, I, I always thought less is more, let's work out as much as we can and let's try to just be the skinniest bitch in the room, as I like to say, which was not the goal that I actually really wanted deep down and that I strive after today. That just wasn't, wasn't really what was actually going to make me happy. But in particular, what I, what I didn't know about this is that hunger wasn't a bad thing. And it's not that I viewed hunger as I did something wrong, but it was something that I think deep down, maybe I felt like shame that I was like annoyed that I got hungry, that I was like, oh, like it's willpower. I just have to like get through this. And when I felt hungry, I felt restricted in knowing what I should eat. Sort of like the visual of, you know, many of my clients when they open up their fridge and they're like, I don't know what I should be eating because they have so many food rules going on. And that was absolutely what was going on with me. I would get hungry literally in the middle of the night. And especially, you know, for you ladies, you should not be waking up in the middle of the night because you're freaking hungry, even when you're losing weight. Like, hunger is a normal thing. It's a normal physiological sign. When you have to pee, you have the, the urge and the sensation that, you know, you need to go to the bathroom and same with hunger. It's, it's your cue to know how to eat that our hormones and our body is communicating to us as a communication tool. Now the sense of that hunger is key, but I would get my hunger so far bad because I was so out of tune with my body. And then I would try to avoid it, avoid it and avoid it until it got so bad where all I'm thinking about is food. My body is telling me not just you know, mentally, but physical signs that I need food. And then I go get some nuts. And that was like a safe food for me. And then I would eat it. And then like, it wasn't even like I got really full. So, you know, I just wish I knew that it wasn't the hunger. It's because my plan was like, one, I was weighing it, but two, it just wasn't actually aligned to what my body needed. And I wish I knew that hunger isn't something you should continuously avoid. Like there are definitely times where. Hunger isn't something like you're not bad if you don't eat when you're hungry. I think it occurs on a spectrum. There are times where I'm hungry, but I know I have a next meal. And that's like how I'm going to plan out my day where like I quote unquote push through it. Like just because you get a little ounce of hunger doesn't mean, oh my God, you have to eat everything in sight to solve the hunger. Like hunger isn't good or bad. It's a communication tool. It occurs on a spectrum. But specifically, what I wish I knew is obviously hunger shouldn't be avoided to the point of you getting so ridiculously hungry and hangry, where you're just trying to push it off more and more because hunger means you're doing this well. Like that's not what this is about. And I just wish I knew that that communication was a sign for me to eat and how really that hunger works for my body so I could make better, healthier, more informed decisions about my diet. So here we are. These are the five things I wish I knew, girlfriend. But like I said, this list was really hard to come up with because there are so many things that I could go on and on and on about that I wish I knew when I was losing weight. And I will say, if you are struggling with any of these things and you're beginning to realize, like, the veil is being lifted off and you're like, hot damn, there is a lot more that I'm learning about nutrition and weight loss, and it makes sense why nothing has worked for me before, you're not alone. I'm telling you firsthand, I have been in your shoes. I have done the things that you have done that haven't worked. And I get it. It is frustrating, but it also is super empowering when you learn what actually matters for your goals, because you're going to have the confidence to know what your plan should be, how to do it, and most importantly, how to get this done. In addition, ladies, I'm always so curious how you babes enjoyed today's episode. If you love the podcast to reach more women, please be sure to leave a rating and review. And most importantly, if you also enjoy the show and you do want a part two, I am so curious what resonated with you. What do you want to learn more about? You can always take a screenshot of you listening to the show on Spotify, on iTunes, or wherever you listen, tag me so I can hear how you are enjoying the show as well. Until next time, ladies. See you soon.